Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. We are about to begin a new scenario entitled Bleak Prospect. It was written by the master of darkness himself, Scott Dorward, and it's available in a collection called Nameless Horrors from Chaos. Our game master is Nimrod Slor Futterman, and this is episode one. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Nimrod? Thank you, Tom. So, our story begins in 1932, right at the peak of the Great Depression. Two miles off the outskirts of a small city called Crawley, Massachusetts, just a minute's drive before a Blue Star Diner on the Arkham Road, lies a small Hooverville, a shantytown of sorts. The camp contains a variety of structures, ranging from small tents and lean-tos to sturdy shacks made of scrap wood or metal, whatever the folks could find. The camp houses about 50 people, everyone, of course, down on their luck. During this time, everyone has become sick. There's a wasting disease going around, and victims are often found wandering and confused. This has stopped most of the residents carrying out even casual work, and food and supplies are scarcer than usual. With winter fast approaching and frost settling in, the next few months could prove fatal to many. We began in a small shack with two small beds, one smaller than the other. Uh, Maureen, would you like to tell us who you are? Uh, sure. Um, I'm Maureen Frin. Uh, I am a former socialite. Uh, my uh, my husband and I were, you know, we went around in the circles. You know, he was a, a rather wealthy um, stock, uh, you know, in the stock market and such, a broker of sorts. Unfortunately, you know, he lost it all on Black Tuesday and shot himself. But um, I, you know, I told myself that I would live, mostly not for me, but for my daughter. Um, so things were rather rough. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of uh, haze of lawyers and you know, bad news and all sorts of things. And uh, I ended up here um, living in the shantytown with my daughter, um, trying to make ends meet. So your daughter is sitting in front of you, you're combing your hair, and you're trying to make her wear a new shoe after she lost the last pair she still had from when you had any money. Um, she's a slight girl, large brown eyes, big bushy blonde hair, um, very thin and tallow, and she still wears that one dress she still has from the good times, and he just won't put on the new shoes. Mama, I, I don't want. I don't want the new shoes. I, I, I can walk barefoot. It's fine. No, sweetie, you don't understand. There's, you know, there's there's rocks and there's there's rubble. There's all sorts of things on the ground. You, you, you gotta you gotta wear the new shoes to protect your feet. Just you know, put them on for now, and I, I promise we'll we'll get you a new pair as soon as we can. But, but Mama, they're, they're ugly. Listen, you know, they, they they don't have to look nice. They just have to they just have to you know, make your feet safe. No one's gonna look down at your feet anyway. Everyone's gonna be looking at your pretty face. Do, do you promise? I promise. Okay. And he starts putting on the first two, making a face. Mm -hmm. um, can, can I go play with Billy then? I know sure. it's late. Just just stay, stay close uh, and uh, you know, don't be out for too long, but yes. Okay, Th thank you, mama. I'll, I'll, I'll be outside watching, so, you know, if you, you just holler and I'll hear. Okay, Mama. He starts tying up his shoes and makes a run for it out towards Dr. Shep, where Billy usually hangs out. Um, we move a bit outwards to a small campfire. 
Um, the frost has come early and the ground is getting hard. You're, there's a bit of coffee still left from the afternoon. It's not very good. It's made of a mixture of ground beans from the, that are used from the Blue Star Diner down the road and some roots people could find. Sitting around are Carl Thomas and Hira Milnick, as well as Nancy and George, two other residents of the shantytown. And the rumors about the faceless men that have been circling around are starting again. Georgie is a bum who never really does anything around camp, starts again. You know, I, I, I dreamt it again. I'm, I'm telling you, there's these people with, without the faces, they're, they're coming for it. I'm telling you. And Nancy looked at him, oh, hush, George, stop drinking. You're, you're just making a fuss. It's hysteria. It's nothing. Why, why would you even imagine that anybody of any importance would even come to this place? You say faceless men. Have you actually seen anybody? Well, well I, I've seen him in my dreams. You, know, you see him in your terrible. dreams. You see him in your dreams. Yeah, that's not yeah, anything. Yeah, you think we're all having great real. dreams? Yeah, but, you know, um, St Stephen also said he saw them last week, and... And I mean, and even when we got here, it was, it was someone who said he saw these. Well, I'm, I'm not making it up, okay? And start taking like a swig of his. I'm not saying that you're making it up, but it's stupid for you to even imagine that your dreams mean something. I had well, dreams I once. It's physically impossible for a man to not have a face. I mean, this is, uh, it's obviously some sort of drunken fever dream. Huh. Yeah, what have you been drinking? You yeah. Know, I Hope it's not uh, some of that knockoff gin. It's a rot gut. I well, I, I don't actually know what what's in it, but it's pretty good if you want to. So Look, it could be turpentine. I think that our biggest worry should be winter. We got to see if we can um, contact the St. Mary's missionaries and see if we can get some blankets down here because uh, winter's gonna be cold. Yeah, we're gonna need food. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, yeah, well, we can do what we can with the food. There's enough, there's enough good people in the world that they're still managing to keep us from starving to death, but we, that's not going to keep us from freezing to death. They're not all letting us into their houses to warm ourselves around the fire. Yeah. By the way, good fire. Thank you. Thank you. He started trying to get the bottled alcohol away from... Uh, from George. It's not a bad jungle. Mm. No, we, we could do worse. And you see a small girl, uh, Esther, running past you toward the doctor's shack. Um, we move to the doctor's shack, which is slightly bigger than any of the other shacks in the small camp. It has a small heater. It's not used most of the time because there's not enough fuel to run it. Um, in it are about two, three beds basically slabs of wood where you can lie someone down. There is a desk with some notes of the doctor, um, of bits and pieces of medical supplies he could get from the hospital when they were helpful enough to pass it on. And inside is Dr. Coombs and Everett Priestley. Everett is standing next to his uh, wife, Agatha, who's lying in the bed. She's got it the worst for everyone in the camp. Her skin is breaking, it's cracked, it's flaking. She's having a, a trouble breathing, she can barely speak. 
I, water, water. Here you go. Have mine. She she tries to hold the cup, but she can't even lift it up. Just falls to the ground. I'll pour it into her mouth. Here, open your mouth. You pour the water, and as the water flows into her mouth, you see the parts of her mouth which are flaking off start almost as if they're melting. Everything turns red and starts coughing up blood. Stop. Doctor, can you do anything about this? Please. Just hold on just one second. Uh, I I guess I will grab some bandages um, or whatever we can consider bandages here and kind of just put it around her mouth. Don't, I've tried giving her water before. Don't just leave the dehydration. Just, she starts coughing. There's like a puff of dead cells or dust or something as she tries to breathe out. She's gotten really worse over the past couple of days. Um, Everett, give me a sanity check. Right off the bat. Uh, I'm really trying to roll low, right? So I think that's a failure. Failure? Then only you take one point. Uh, one. Mumbling in front of you. Uh, I got uh, not one, so success, yeah. Success. So yeah, you also get take only one. Um, as you're trying to take care of the body, trying to bandage it up, give me a uh, spot hidden or medicine. One of the two. Medicine, that's 70%. 47, under 70, that's normal success. Okay, you're trying to, you're sealing up the mouth and trying to cover it up and hold the blood in. It starts, it dries up after a few minutes. Um, but you're tending to the rest of her wounds where body is red and bleeding. You notice, you think something moving in her abdomen. And you take a look. And there's this, in a small part where the skin is already crumbled inward and you can see bits of pieces in the inside seems to be like these small leathery couches kind of like shark eggs which are very small and as you look closer they seem to wiggle a bit Wait. doctor um, what what is that don't don't worry just one second i kind of he'll get he'll uh, get up walk over to uh his tool station grab a scalpel Kind of like this, mm-hmm. although this is a hobby knife. Uh, walk back over. All right, just hold very still for me. All right. Give me a medicine check to take it out. That is a normal success at a sixty-two. Okay, you get. There's about three of them. Only two seem to be actually have some kind of movement inside them. They're small, leathery, but white. You can't really see inside, but you, you manage to take the small clumps that you find. What, what are those, Doctor? Some sort of parasite. Maybe a fungal infection. I'm not for certain. Um, I'm going to open one of the ones that are wiggling. Oh, God. You open it. There's like a puff of like horrible sulfur kind of smell as you cut it open. Inside looks something like a tiny white 
worm. It has some kind of small edges, as like tiny thorns or something on it. Um, it wiggles a bit when you open the sack and it kind of falls down into the ground through the bottom as it seems to crumble around when you open it. And just, it's very small, it's about this size. It's wiggling on the ground now. Uh, hand me my pliers really quick, uh, Mr. Prizely. You managed to pick it up. It doesn't yeah. make it fighting back or anything. It's just kind of wiggling in place. Yeah, I'll pick it up with the pliers and uh, put it on, I guess, a piece of scrap metal. Mm -hmm. And I'll uh, just try to look at it with my normal eyes. You look closely. It looks it looks like a tiny, maybe something between a worm and a slug, but it's pointy and has some edges. And its mouse, or what looks like its mouse, almost seems to have like tiny teeth attached to it. Almost like a circle, like kind of what a lamprey mouse looks like, if you know what I mean. Kind of circle with teeth all around, but very small, don't look very sharp at the moment, and it's very tiny. It's starting to wiggle slower as you, as it's outside already for a minute. Doctor, have you seen anything like this before? My God, it's a, what is it? Mm. And the parasites uh, wasn't really my specialty. Um, uh, can I make a roll to see if it's if I uh, know what parasite if if there's a parasite like this? Yeah, do medicine. See if you know medicine. something. Uh, that is a extreme. I no, yeah. a hard. You're you're certain you have never heard of anything like this, never seen anything like this, not even read anything like this in your books. You've never heard of small worm-like things which lay eggs in people. Definitely not something you've ever heard of. Strange, strange. Uh, I'll have to go check the library or something um, soon. Um, here, uh, right now, just I don't recommend touching your wife, and uh, I'll try to get her as much sustenance or and liquids as possible, just to make sure that she isn't in pain. <laughs> okay, well, I'll stay with I'll stay here with her, doctor. But please, you know, get back here as soon as you can. Would I know if the library is closed or would even allow me in? As well, you're not sure it would let you in. It would be closed now. It's about 10 p.m. Um, in the background, Billy Stritzer, this small orphan boy who's been helping you around, um, is playing with some stuff when Esther runs in and they whisper between them. And he looks at you and says, Doctor, can, can, can I go play with Esther? It's a little late, but. All right, stay around the camp. Don't talk to strangers. And uh, make sure to wash your hands in, the, in any clean liquids after you come back. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll do it. And they both went out. You haven't gone to this library before, but you know they won't be open now. They could be open tomorrow if you want to try. 
Yeah. If you want to stay with your wife, that's perfectly fine. I won't be able to go to the library until tomorrow. Yeah, I'll stay not... right. I'll stay right here with her. I'm not going right. anywhere. Just don't touch her. She's in too much pain. And also, as I find cue, she starts coughing again. Spurts of this dust or skin puff up into the air. God. If you excuse me, I'm going to go grab some grub. I'll grab you some too, sir. Uh, Nathaniel will slowly get up from his chair and just walk to the campfire hoping that maybe someone rustled up something you know payment for helping everybody out yeah it's still a small pot with some stuff left probably um nancy's trying to get george stopped drinking again please please georgie georgie you know drinking is bad for your health you gotta stop this you're gonna go blind uh, uh i'm fine i'm fine nancy i'm, I'm fine he takes another swig. She ain't wrong. How you doing, How's... gentlemen and ladies? Just trying to fend off the cold. How are you doing, Doc? Not so good. The cold spring. Looks like Miss uh, Presley isn't going to make it. Oh, that is unfortunate. Oh. Just oh, I going around. I'm not feeling so hot myself but then what's there to live for around here hopefully we can all get ourselves back on our feet though so, so. Yes. Yes. hopefully there are brighter days ahead of us but uh, yes uh, there's not there's not much not much hope to be found in this camp yeah i understand i mean ever since i got ill you know things have not been well i see you've been a little ill too huh I think it's the hygiene, you know. Where when do we get a chance to take showers or it ain't hygiene? Like oh, what I would give for a bath. Yeah. Oh, nice hot you go find somebody who's got a bath tub full of gin. We can drink up all the gin and then take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean it's not hygiene or else I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have the same sickness, you know me. Yeah, but you know, you're a doc, so you got alcohol all over your hands anyway all day long. If I could like douse myself in alcohol, but then what would I drink? Yeah, you'd be dousing yourself on the inside. Well, I ain't sick. Maybe I'm not sick on the maybe I'm just sick on the outside. You know the three food groups, steak, whiskey, and lard. Yeah, what I would yeah, give for some progressive Doctor Combs, a nice large sandwich. Yeah, mm. a meatloaf sandwich would be real good right now. I remember I used to. I used to eat pretty good. I had a business, you know, um, textiles, uh, mm. bed sheets. We made bed sheets mostly, uh, but uh, well, stock market crashes. Everything goes down the tubes. And then you I'm got st- backstabbing bastards all around you, too. Oh, I understand that one, man. I had a great lawyer practice. And started getting a little ill, made a couple mistakes, but nothing major. But all of a sudden, 
um, my competition, taken all my clients, even bought up my own estate and house. And now I'm here. Yes, it's a similar tale we all share. Um, I was uh, the senior professor in the physics department at Miskatonic University. And, and now I find myself here with you, you fine fellows. Jesus Christ. That's a big drop. I was just a respected doctor. Once the bank dropped and I stopped making as much money, the wife took everything and left me the, the rot. Yeah, mine went back to Germany with the family. I would think though that the two of you would at least have. I was like, we still need doctors. We still need college professors. I'm a businessman. I know what fucking little asshole that I trained um, managed to buy me out of the company. And now he's got my businesses, which I built. And he's on his way back up. He won't even talk to me. Dirty little fucker. Can't even write to my kids anymore. I just get the letters back, usually with another letter saying, never call again. Well, look, Doc, you'll be fine. Because the world needs doctors. The world will always need doctors. The world will always need scientists. But businessmen, not so much. Lawyers, Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, I know what you mean, man. No, everybody hates lawyers. I ain't going to root for you, but I like you anyway. So, <laughs> I thank you there. Still ain't going to root for you. Hey, if Poor it wasn't Mr. for lawyers, I would have been sued a long time ago. Poor Mr. Everett. She's, I mean, how old is his wife? She's not that old, is she? No, she's a doctor. to ask. How old is his wife? Uh, 28. Oh, yeah. She's like a spring 20. chicken. So yeah. Not. What do you think it is? Parasite. Oh, Jesus Christ. I dug Jeez. one right out of her throat. Oh, my God. It's nothing worse than the concept of bugs crawling around inside you. It's weird. I might not be specialized in parasites, but this isn't a parasite I've ever seen. Strange. Uh, Circle vomit, abnormalities, uh, takes out the scalpel. Weird teeth sinking in like a leech. Ah, um, oh, Jesus white, Christ, that's nasty. White, wormy thing. Never you seen it. She got it from eating kind of food or the water? I'm not for certain, but... I've never, I've never heard of a... Parasite that makes your skin turn into nut into crocodile flakes and your throat so into dust. So much for uh, nameless horrors running around. Uh, I think we got something now to worry about that's far more visceral than uh, than faceless men. We got yes. inside leeches. Oh. Man, I want to say that Georgie steps to the side and starts vomiting on the ground. Who does? Georgie. And Nancy tries to hold him back, but you drank too much again, Georgie. You drank too much. Jesus, Jesus. George. If you're going to throw up, do it over, over there. Yeah, not near the uh, fire. Uh, oh. don't, don't 
dirty up our dirty area. You almost got uh, my shoes. This is a What's left of area. Them? You don't you don't do this in no. I think no. I can't help but look, but are there caterpillars running around in his vomit? <laughs> because now that we've been talking about it. Yeah, we, yeah, we probably are looking. I got yeah. a, can we all make that check? I got a bond, 007. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> you, you nice. Some tiny white thing moving for a second. You blink and it disappears. Uh, 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 oh. Success. Uh, I'm just going to like walk. Ten feet away. Ot four, I definitely see it too. Yeah. Let's move our rules today. I didn't pass, so I didn't see anything. Hold Somebody's got to be on our luck because we're all down on our luck. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Um, where's my extra pair of pliers? Here it is. Yes, I think I'm going to sterilize everything that I touch. Good yeah, luck. If with I didn't that. have bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. I'm going to try to find the worm that's crawling in the slop. <laughs> you try and move it. You're trying like a minute or two, and it doesn't seem to be any sign of it. It's, it's almost it's just like disappeared. Oh, you, my God, Doc, what the fuck are you doing? I want uh. to see what it looks like alive. I... I <laughs> uh, 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 um, Miss, miss, could you bring George to the to my tent? Put him on the first bunk away from Miss Pricely. Uh yeah, certainly, doctor. I, I, I'll help you. I'll help you, Nancy. You know what? Did I see the? Did I see Maureen's kids running around here? And your kid? Um, with this shit going on, I don't think this should be playing around. To be honest. Yes. They probably already have it, to be honest. I mean, I'm sick. Probably have it myself. Anybody else here? We all have this bug. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, geez. we don't know what causes it. It could be the legitimate oxygen we're breathing. Little particles in there. Is there, there. Is there any way to tell? Can you? <sighs> what are the symptoms? Um, mostly, skin starts to become flaky and to break off from the skin. You all have s small, like, not very severe case of this strange illness. Um, most of you are pretty much as healthy as But you all have small signs, small cracks in your arm or on your back. From what I've seen um, in my notes, other than flakiness of skin, you'll start to lose, you begin muscle waste and occasional blackouts. I've noticed that with Miss Pricely before she went total dust, I guess would be considered. I mean, they turned it to dust? Not legit, literally, but their skin might as well be. Mm. Uh, you, there, there's got to be a cure. There's, there's no strings you can pull with a local hospital or clinic, Dr. Coombs, that we could maybe get some sort of antibiotics or something. 
I'll try tomorrow. I still got to figure out what this thing is. Because if I give you the wrong antibiotic, I could either make it be- make it worse or I could end up killing you. It's best I figure out what it is first and then ask. Pull some strings, ask a friend. Who knows? I'm suddenly fucking itching all over just because I'm thinking about it. I, uh, Thomas, I have an idea maybe to take your mind off of it. I, let, let us go find those children and make sure they're not just... Um, Playing in the gutter? Into trouble. Yes, yes, exactly. All right. All right, uh, I better go back to my post. I'm going to bring uh, Mr. Presley some leftover food. We'll get lucky. We'll meet some faceless men who can do nasty and horrible things to us to keep us from getting bugged. Ugh. I'm going to come you walking up. Dark sense of humor, don't you? Hey, have have you all uh, have you all seen Esther? I you know I I told her not to play too long, but it's it's starting to get really late. Uh, Maureen, we're going to look for him right now. We saw him run by a few minutes ago. Yeah, all Billy. Right. Billy is with, with her. He's yeah, a, I figured. He's a smart kid. He'll make sure she doesn't get any trouble. Hey, the doc's got some really fun stories to tell you. Yeah. Oh yeah, more good news. Ah, <laughs> uh, good news for the wicked. You remember the five-second rule? There ain't no five-second rule. Basically, the minute it even leaves your hand, don't touch it anymore. All right. Actually, you know what? Touch it. Come on, you probably Carl. already have it anyways. I already have what, Doc? Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, after you say it like that, I'm not going to worry about it. He's already walking away. <laughs> All right, let's 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 go look for the kids. You go search for them. Um, it takes you a few minutes. You can hear them laughing and playing a few, not very far, a few yards away from the main camp. At least they're enjoying themselves. Let them do it while they can. Give them a few minutes, and then I'm gonna, and then I'll put Esther to bed. Okay. Um, Hiram, you're taking uh, Georgie to the infirmary. So you and Nancy kind of carry him along. Um, there's two beds that are still free if you put him on the farther one from briefly. Um, Everett is still there. And Georgie kind of curls up and starts snoring almost immediately as you lie him down. You got to control his drinking habits, miss. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not in charge of poor bastard, but he, he just won't listen. I told him drinking won't, won't do him any good, but he, he just won't listen. Where yeah. does he get all of it? That's a good know. question. Doesn't that stuff cost money? Money that none of us have. Yeah. Bootleggers are making a million dollars a year. Yeah, but your bootleggers charge money. Yeah, they ain't giving this thing for free. I know that for a fact. The alcohol over there can prove that right, or what's left of it. Maybe he's making it somewhere in a bathtub that we could be using to take baths. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be in any bathtub that was creating that. Yeah, Carl, hey, Nancy. I, 
What, do you have one of his bottles? Uh, yeah. Here, here, he picks it up and he has a horrible smell coming from it. It's almost like wasted or something. Yeah, why, don't you check, why don't you check this out, Doc? You know, he's getting it from somewhere and it'd be good to know whether it's really alcohol you should be drinking or some of that wood alcohol that blinds you. Is he blind? Well, it, it will blind you after a period of time. Wood alcohol will, but you know. The best way to not get blind from wood alcohol is not to drink the first, basically, a pint of it. The minute you drink that, it's poison. Here, give it here. Yeah. I'm going to smell it, see if I can recognize it. It definitely smells not fit for consumption. Whatever the hell he's drinking is poison. I recommend, as my as my old medical professional would say, not to drink it. Tell him that when he wakes up. If he refuses, punch him in the head. I don't care. Just do whatever it takes to not make him drink it. Get rid of it. Yeah, here I'll, I'll get rid of it, Nancy. I've taught. You know, we could use a accelerant for the fire on certain mornings, couldn't we, Thomas? Yeah, maybe. As long as it doesn't stink to high heaven. Yeah. It's alcohol. I could probably use it to help with my scalpels. Oh, that to be a better use here. Unless it's got caterpillars living in it. Uh, it's alcohol that's not trustworthy for consumption, and yet you will use it. No, I mean, that well, alcohol. I think maybe pour it out, doctor. Maybe just dispose of it completely. It would be the best course of action. You're probably right. Fine, throw it in the... F nah, that's probably worse. It'll get in the air. Yeah, it's true. You know what? Find a dirt hole, dig it, dump it in, pack it back up. Here you I'll go. All right, I'll take care of that. No. Unless he makes the go with you. Now let's check on Miss Prizely again. Oh. Sorry, Everett, here's your meal. Thank you, Doctor. How's she looking? Still pretty bad. She seems to have fallen asleep in the best. Well, at least she's sleeping. That's a blessing. No longer screaming, no more cough. But that okay, I'm going to hit the hay, too. Uh, I'm going to go home and... Uh, have wonderful dreams. Uh, I'll take care of this on. bottle right now, and then I'll hit the hay, too. Uh, as will I. I. Good night, all of you. Yeah. Head out a bit to off to the off to the side of the route. Dig a hole, open the bottle, pour the contents in, and then toss the bottle out into the nearby garbage heap. It clinks next to all the rest of the bottles and scraps. Yeah, and had to get some sleep. Ugh. Anyone know. else want to do something before you go to sleep? Well, I have to. Uh, I have to clear the the guard on my front door and the uh, tell the maid that she's dismissed for the evening and and the gardener that he did a good job cleaning up the shithole that I live in and. And then I'll retire for the evening in my glacial board. 
Don't forget the nightcap. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't wear a nightcap. Yeah, you're definitely king of the rats there. (laughs) I'm thinking about smoking in bed because, you know, might solve my problems. Smoking's good for you. Nine out of every ten doctors. Clears the lungs. Yes, they they prescribe it for asthma, you know. Good night, everybody. I mean, we all live within 20 feet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you managed to get the kid to stop playing after a while, and Marine, and uh, Esther yeah. comes back. Um, and I guess as I'm putting her down, I will check and see if she does look sick at all or if she has anything wrong with her. She had, you know she has small part in her upper arm that's kind of flaking a bit. Right. She, she always covers it with her dress, but... You know, it's and, there. Yeah. And I have a bit on me that's flaking too, right? Yeah. You all have that's a bit. Yeah. So I'll just do what I can to put her to bed and uh, settle her on her little board. She goes to sleep pretty quickly. Sorry, I'm not complaining. All right, Mr. Everett. There's a free bed if you want. But Bill... Actually, no. Billy gets the bed. You get the chair you're already sitting on, if you want to stay. That's fine. I'm not going anywhere while my wife's here. All right. Wake me up if something bad happens, or don't. I'll probably be awake. Okay. Good night, Mr. Presley. As you all sleep through the nights, um, give me a hard listen all, all of you. 95, I am asleep. You're sleeping like a baby. Yep, 98, I'm even more zonked. 53, I'm still sleep, just regular sleeping. Mm. I critically failed my sleep, my listen check. I'm very asleep. 51. Oh. Um, you're on mute. Did anyone pass or everyone fail? Uh, uh, what is the standard for a listen roll? Was it 25% or? I think 25, yeah. Uh, I failed. Okay. Um, you all sleep soundly through the night. Um, you have a strange sound, but they don't seem to wake you up. It's almost, almost like static of a, of a broken radio or something. Um, in the morning, Hiram, you, you wake up to the sound of loud sobbing, which you think is Nancy from outside. Her tent is right by yours and you, and you can, and you think you can hear her crying outside. All right. Hey, Nancy, Nancy, what's the matter? She's crying into her hands. You see, she has some bottles she probably took from uh, Georgie. I mean, you never see Nancy drink. She hates alcohol. And she's like, she takes a swig down and, and she's, she's just crying. Doesn't even notice you're there. Yeah, what is it? I, I, I gently touch her on the shoulder to, uh, so she knows I'm there. It goes, she she corals when you're touching and sees you and starts crying. And, in the, in the night, they, they came. I, I, I saw the faceless men. They, they took them. 
And, and Marie, you wake up and you notice that the bed next to you is empty. Oh, um, the no. shoe the is there, but... Well, I'm going to get up and start frantically looking for, for Esther. Wait, what do you mean, Nancy, the faceless man took, took who? The children? The, the, the kids, they were, they were playing around. I, I, I came out, they couldn't sleep. And, and they, they, had a, they had a box, and, and they took out a, a puppet, and they made it sing, and the song was so, so bad. And he starts crying now. I'm gonna come out. Hey, oh, you're up here, Nancy. Have you seen the kids? Esther's not in, in her on her on her pallet. And as you see, she starts wailing even harder. She just keeps on saying something about the faceless men took him. Oh God, not this again, Nancy. What happened? Just just calm down, deep breath. T- tell me what happened. I- I'm here with you. I'm trying to give me a charm friend. Charm right or I just, or yeah, I can do that. Uh, yes, that is a two. <laughs> so yes, two. extreme charm. She, you, you, Patty, you're trying to, she, she, she lulls the a bit into being slightly calmer. And she's like, Deep breaths, I'm right here, it's, it's okay. I, I was sitting outside with Billy because he couldn't sleep and, well, um, well, Esther came out a while after, uh, we heard some steps or something coming um, and, and I saw them, they, they seemed, they, they didn't have, well, maybe they were covering up, but I, I couldn't see their face. And I don't, I don't remember exactly what happened, but they were, one of them took out this, this, this box, and there was this, this I'm, I'm telling you, it's, I know it was 1, 2 a.m., they took out this, almost, you know, those different drill with dummies, those things, you know, they, they talk, you seem to put it on his lap, and, and, and it just started, singing this horrible song and, and I couldn't move and, and the next thing I know is they're gone and the kids are gone and and I, I couldn't stop them and I, I'm so sorry. Nancy. I, you know, I'll turn to her and I'll be like, I, I don't know, maybe she had some sort of terrible dream and, and, and she heard the kids running. I, I, I don't know what's what's going on. We, we, we got to find the kids. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll see. We'll see. Just, Nancy, Nancy, it's okay. We'll find them. Um, okay, okay. I, I'm so sorry. Do you, do you happen to know which way they went? It's it's almost a, it's almost like it became a dream. I, I it's almost like it became a dream. I I don't. They were there, and, and then there was a song, and I couldn't think of anything but the song, and and then they were gone. And I I'm so, I don't know. I don't Listen, know. Let's get you back to bed. You're 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 all you're all out of, all yeah. out of sorts. Yeah, Nancy, rest, Nancy, rest. You've already been taking care of Georgie. You're probably, you know, you've been under enough strain as it is. Some rest will do you some good. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'll, I'll try and go to bed and she, she tries to stumble off. She, she seems a bit drunk. She drank a lot of whatever she, whatever yeah, bottles yeah. and we all enjoy. Uh, I'll keep an eye on our Maureen. You go set yeah. her such so good. If you could get rid of these bowels, this is this stuff is not good. Yeah, this is um, what made Georgie I'll, I'll, bad. Yeah, I'll, I'll get rid of them. I'll, I'll go chuck them somewhere, bury them somewhere. But look, uh, wake up one or one or two of the others if you can. I, I got to start looking for the kids. Uh, I don't know if she had a bad dream or what, but either way, Esther's still uh, missing. Yeah, Tom, I, I'm gonna go stop by the doctor's place and see if Billy's there. Yeah, I'm, I'm already up. What's going on? I hear uh, some commotion. Uh, the, the kids are, are gone. Um, 
Nancy was talking about some people that were kind of like wearing masks or something like that. Hold, their faces. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. All right, uh, I'm, I'm coming. What, what you said uh, the kids just get up and go out and run and play and or what? I, I, I'm not sure, sure, but Nancy said that these people came into camp were wearing something that you couldn't see their face, um, started playing some music. With a uh, while maybe doing a ventriloquist show and and all of a sudden night that's what she said. Of course, then again she but well, I'll be honest with you guys, she was drinking some Georgie's stash too. That's Uh, exactly. Let's find the kids. Yeah, find the kids. We can. I'm gonna keep an eye on more. I'm gonna keep an eye on Nancy. She's a good person. Um, she just needs someone to make sure she gets some rest. Yeah, yeah. Get this poison out of her. Um, Carl, you're up. Yes, yes, I, I'm. Let's go. Let's there, there, Nancy. Up. Get some rest. I'll right. grab my walking uh, stick and I'm ready to go, Thomas. All right, let's. Uh, where do the kids usually play? Maybe down by the, down by the flaming pile of, uh, of uh, tires or. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was gonna. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna go run by the 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 dock shack first, see if Billy's there, and then you know start running around all the places in the camp they play. Well, uh, we'll go find him. Let's go. Yes. Right. So you make the round. Give me spot hidden checks, all of you. Um, Everett, you wake up next to uh, your wife, and you see that where the bandages on her mouth are, they seem to be red as if you're seeping blood, and. And coughing much harder when the cough wakes you up. I will. I will go find the doctor. Huh? Got a forty-eight out of fifty. It's just barely passed. Uh, I got a thirty-three, 35 so I passed. Forty-five. Success. Okay. Doctors, it's my wife. You gotta go. Come see her, please. Oh, hold on. He gets up. Gets up. Moves over to her. How does it look? It's pretty bad. Um, She's she's coughing up more flex and blood and and the bandages don't seem to be holding it together anymore. All right, uh, and I hate to say this, but we gotta roll her on her side. Make sure she doesn't choke. <laughs> Here, could you help me out, Mister Presley? Yeah. All right, and uh, we're gonna roll her to her side. Just to make sure she doesn't choke on her own spit. You roll on her side, you, you hear like this kind of snapping sound, and where her jaw is, seems to like detach or something, and it starts bleeding much stronger. Oh, she's coughing. Put her back, put her back. Oh, God. Uh, never had this. Hold on. He's good. My character, uh, Nathan Nathaniel, is going to run to his desk and just. At this point, he's kind of freaking out. He just woke up. I think he's going to try to grab gauze and probably what would be considered staples back then. I'm not sure. I'm not sure you're going to have any in your supplies anyway. Yeah, true. All right. Metal wire. Metal wire. and Yeah, I got some of that. Metal wire and a needle. Good enough. (laughs) And uh, I'm go- he's going to run back and try to get to work on her. 
So okay. So Jen, did you say it, it sounded like her, her jaw snapped off? Is that what you said? It seemed like something just broke and fell apart. Oh. And whom as you're trying to hold it back together, there's a small popping sound and her eye seems to cave in. Oh god. Doctor, please. Make it stop. There's oh, we one got the better into this. <laughs> and it's it's and goes silent as she stops breathing about him twenty seconds later. I'm gonna check for a heart rate. Doesn't seem to be there. Her skin even crumble if you try and touch it. It seems to break and if she's caving in completely. Most surprisingly. Is her good eye still open or closed? Eye still open. I'll, I'll close it. Close it. Sorry to say, but she's gone. She fought as long as she could. Thank you for your help, Doctor. I know you did the best you could. Wish I could have did, did better. So what, um, what, what, what do we do now? I... I'll make the men schedule arrangements for the guys outside to bear, help barrier. They'll have a, <laughs> I guess, a sort of funeral. Just like uh, Jimmy or whatever his name was. Or Ralph or the others, whatever. The, I've got to um, contact her family. She has a big family. So. Meanwhile, the people who are outside searching. Um, yeah, we're having a nice little stroll. Yeah, you're walking around. Um, it's a fine day outside. Billy. Um, how well did you succeed in your spotting? Just regular. Regular. So you notice there seems to be um, commotion, lots of footsteps. Um, they don't hold really well in the frosty ground because it's really hard. Um, but there seems to be a bunch of footsteps leading from the edge of the camp. A few different people, as you look at them, they seem to be nice shoes. They're not the crappy, basically leather bags you're all wearing. They seem to be they have a good heel and a good a small, like embroidered little seal or signature of the factory. They look like good quality stuff. And and you see they're leading out back to the main road. There's a few sets of them. You can't really make sure how many. Who would be wearing shoes these these nice this nice out here? It's a very good question, Maureen. Um, Carl will start we should, Carl starts walking towards where the, the footsteps lead. Come come on, let let us find out where they go. All right. You walk after them. They lead you pretty straight towards the road. Um, there's small bits of snow. It hasn't snowed much, but there's a bit that's still freezing over and hasn't melted for a week. And you see the steps leading up there, and there seems to be a tire tracks that seem to have come in from the from the direction of Prawley, and they seem to be heading out away from Prawley. You think? 
in the tracks would, there. Are these all men's shoes? Yeah, they look like men's shoes. Leather bottoms. Smooth, yeah, smooth, so there's leather bottoms. Yeah. Well, yeah. These are, well, why would people who can afford cars and nice shoes go into Hooverville and take kids? This doesn't make any sense. I, I don't understand. I can think of some scary reasons, but... Yes, I mean, I'm just... I mean, you know... Uh, uh, yes, there's no reason for us to believe that the kids got I'm just saying, I mean, uh, if, if we were going to, you know, if I were to think the worst, I, I hate to even think about this, but honestly, I mean, w why would somebody want to take a kid in a place like a Hooverville? They're probably sick. You know, they're, they're probably not healthy. That's not the kind of kid somebody wants to kidnap. Unfortunately, Maureen, I, th I think it's because nobody would m miss them. Well, I don't understand why. Why would... Oh. It's, it, it's very sad, but nobody looks kindly on our, our little community here. Uh, all we have is each other, so... Well, let's not give up hope. Let's no, no, not at let's all. Keep looking for the kids. Do, do, do either of you know about cars? Do you know what, what kind of car made these tracks? Um, uh, well, really chances are it's a Ford. <laughs> Doesn't look like a truck or anything gigantic, but you can't really tell specific model or anything. Um, Coons and Priestley um, make NHS what you saw before. I got an ought to. <laughs> okay, so. You know, you don't need to take anything. You failed to take the four. The second one. All right. Maybe I, I guess we, we, let's you know keep maybe do do one more round and then we'll have to get back to the others. Uh, it, it's you know we're not going to do much good search in the dark here. I mean I I hope that they're. I, I don't know. This is because how are we going to follow these tracks? I don't know. I uh, can. Is there any way to tell which direction they go? Do they go towards Crawley or away from Crawley? So it seems the tracks seem to come from where this car or something stops. There's a tracks leading towards the camp, then the same kind of tracks leading back towards the car. The car seems to be to have left away from Crawley, towards where the Blue Diner is and Arkham Road that way. And. So uh, does it look like they're little shoes or little feet? Um, you don't see little shoes. Is there, when you start to look around, you see some drag marks. Oh, God. So the, it looks like the car just kind of pulled over to the side of the road and then... Yeah, it looks like it stopped you by... Yeah. Well, we can try to alert the authorities, but I don't think they're going to do a damn thing. How far from Crowley are we? Um, you're about two miles from the outskirts, so we, it's walkable. That's very far. Is, the, is there um, is there a gas station or anything between us and, and Crowley or um, possibly any? No, the nearest one is actually right after you, about half a mile past you, is away from Crowley. It's a diner that has a small gas station. Um, that's maybe, the first stop. Maybe we could, um, it's, is it a 24-hour diner? Yeah, it's always open. Okay. You guys know what they give you straps yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Are you, you thinking, Charles, that you and I could go walk down to the diner? Exactly. See if, and see. 
Yes, see if some kind, idiotic souls picked up the kids and took them for dinner, for breakfast, and then maybe they're just well-meaning people. Who knows? Best case scenario, yes, maybe. All right, All right let's I, do that. I, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll keep searching around here until, yeah. until morning. Keep calling out their names. Yeah. All right, yes. we'll, we'll take a walk. You're walking? Um, what is the uh, what was your question, Nimrod? Oh, uh, what is the rest of the group doing? If there, okay. if you want to see what you're doing specific, just searching for the kids. Um, once Nancy is a, uh, is asleep, getting some rest, mm -hmm. yeah. um, I'll go out to find Thomas and Carl and go. Any luck finding the kids? Oh, you won't find us. We're walking down towards the oh. diner. Yeah, but you'll right. find Maureen. All right. Point you also there. see me yeah. outside the tent swearing, praying to whatever God's helping. Lost another oh, one, ooh, Doc. Spot hidden as you're walking out of the uh, shack. Oh, me? Yeah. Okay. That's probably a fail. You just need it to not be a critical fail. I was just in that you'll Succeed. It's a it's a fail. Okay, so you you do notice because you put it there. Um, the white wormy thingy is missing from where you put it on the desk, and the sacks, the two other sacks that you left there that didn't open, also seem to be deflated, and they're not moving. Hmm. Don't have time for this right now. He's gonna get, he's gonna walk outside the tent, allowing Prizelet his uh, alone time, and um, look around to see what's going on. Yeah. Maureen? Probably Maureen walking around. Maureen, out. were you able to find the kids? No, no, I, I, you know, I keep calling out their names, but we, we, we couldn't find them. And worse, we, we found um, footprints uh, from nice shoes, what might be, and what might be drag marks, and then, uh, you know, tire tire markings, and you know, little bits of the snow that were left behind. Uh, you know, we're, we're still trying to piece together what the hell happened. But yeah, I, I can't find them anywhere. I keep calling out their names. I'm not getting anything. I'm just waking people up. Oh, oh I'm sorry to hear that. I hope nothing bad happened to. I assume Carl and Thomas went out to check it th that out. Yeah, they're gonna they're walking over to the diner to see if maybe something right. strange happened. They, they maybe they ended up there. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll take a look around some of the other areas here in camp and see if I spot anything. All right. Well, thank you. I I, I appreciate it. No uh, problem. You're saying Billy and what what was her name again? Billy and Esther. Yeah. I I, I they're. They're, they're not here and I can't find them anywhere. Nancy was babbling, you know, about them and saying weird stuff. But I mean, the, you know, there's there's tire marks and, you know, nice shoe prints and drag marks. You know, maybe she drank a little bit and saw something and, you know, you know, it got a little spiced up or whatever in her retelling. But just, something actually happened. And I'm, I'm horrified to think what, you know, where they are. Just calm down. As long as Billy's with her, she'll be fine. Fine. He's a smart kid, and your little girl isn't a dumb one either. 
just in case walks back in the tent and grabs and is going to grab something from underneath his desk or desk with quotes all right where have you already searched I, I searched everywhere in the camp Melnick, I might need your help with one thing while I go help search. Sure, what is it? I need you to dig me a grave. I was afraid you're going to get that. I'll get the shovel then. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go near. Uh, where'd the other guys go? Um, too bad. To the diner. Uh, that's what I was. Any other places I would think they would go? Um, near here? The camp is not very big. I mean, it's about 100, 150 yards across at the most. So we take, it doesn't take you more than half an hour to try and check basically every tent. There's no sign of them. But other than the diner and Crawley, there isn't really anything else near here for the next about. 10, 20 miles down, there's some rich people houses and stuff that's far away from crawling, but nothing immediate and walk, easy walking distance. I don't think I can walk that far without taking up everybody's time. I, I guess I'll just prepare the body. Right. Okay. I put on my, uh, you see me put on these gloves and think I used to wear these gloves all the time when I used to drive my car. Now I'm having to wear and protect my hands while I shovel dirt for someone's grave. Hello, have the mighty fallen. Say what you will. If you want to become a grave digger, people need those right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm doing the job that's available right now. Take, pick up the shovel, head out to Dig the grave out in our pauper's field. It's hard because ground is kind of frozen over, but you, you manage to work it for the next two hours or so. Um, Thomas and Carl, you're walking towards the diner. It doesn't take you more than a few minutes to get there. Um, yeah. You know the place. It's a small, like, one fabricated unit. kind of looks like a railroad car. Um, small gas pump and right in front of it next to the road. Um, the lights are on. Seems to be a few people, and there's two trucks that are Stop there in, what, in one small car. Um, what do you want to do? Um, go up to the front window and peek inside and see if we see the kids sitting in there with somebody. You look inside, you see two older men sitting by themselves drinking coffee. Um, there's a couple, about 70-year-olds, who are, they look well-dressed. They're sitting by themselves eating some eggs. Um, I devote is uh, uh, the person in charge of this place, sees you and gives you a glare, and she starts coming over to you towards the door. She slams it open. Get up. Get us back. What are, you, what are you doing here? Oh, look. Um, we, have some, we have some kids missing from the camp, and we're just looking for them. Yes, we're no baking. We're looking strictly for the children. Did you have any strange? Did you have any strangers come in in the middle of the night? Um, and she looks back 
She got she's like scratching her head. She has like this big poof of gray hair. Yeah. Uh, come on back. I'll, let's talk there. I, right. I, I can't understand. You want to score around back? Yeah, yeah. Just go to the back entrance. You know where we're going. So we right go there. over to the back entrance. You like you give the smile to the folks next door, pour some coffee. Um, and a minute later, is a, you go to the back door. It opens up. You, you have kids missing. What What are you talking about? Well. Kids missing. They uh, uh, they went to bed, and then in the middle of the night, they're gone. And we found evidence that there were people coming in and out of our camp in the middle of the night. What the hell does he have to do in your stupid camp? We don't know. Good, good shoes, but we were afraid maybe somebody brought the kids here to feed them or something. And the um, the tire tracks led from Crawley to the camp and then away from Crawley. We thought possibly they could have stopped here for food or maybe to refill their vehicle before continuing yeah. on. Um, no one's this around 2 a.m.? Yes. Yeah. Possibly, yes. Yeah. They didn't stop, but you know how I, I don't sleep much and, well, I was cleaning the tables and this big like black sedan drove past Looked full of people. I didn't get a good look of it, but I mean, it was weird. No one drives this time of night. Yeah, they didn't stop for gas or anything. No, no, they didn't stop here. I, I think I might have heard, maybe about two hours later, them driving past again. I didn't see them this time though. But I saw some. There was a big fancy car about going, two and going that way. Away from all, yeah, but. And well, I heard someone else driving at 4 a.m. Could be them too. I don't know, but I, I, didn't, I didn't catch a glimpse of them. Coming, what's coming what's farther up the road in that direction? Anything? Um, there's a few about 20 miles on. There's a few bigger house estates. They're off Crawley. Um, you wouldn't call. You know, one of them is where your professor friend uh, used to live many years ago before I went missing. Um, Thomas, I don't think you'd know one of those places, but there, yeah. there are no... It's a hawks. Private residences, so it's not going to be like private I, people. I had, a, I had a colleague ah. who, who lived in, in that uh, area. Ah. What was the diner's, uh, the, the lady's name? Ida. 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 Ida, sorry to bother you. Um, we'll get out of your hair. Uh, just, oh, wait one second. She goes in and she brings this bag of used uh, coffee beans. Like, this is from last night here. Uh, if you're oh, here, thank ready. you so much. Thank you so much. Yes, yes. Well, I, I hope you find the kid. I'm real sorry about this. Terrible. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. You're Carl, where, I mean, we can't go farther up the road, but I think we need to maybe contact the, uh, the authorities if we can. Yes, possibly. Um... Do you think, do you think uh, Ida would maybe um, let us use her phone quickly before we go back to the camp then? Um, uh, we can see. Um, I'll, we'll walk around the front when we're done, but I don't know what's going on here. I mean. I, a car comes in the middle of the night and then she says she heard a car coming back, back the other way to like two hours. It's, Whatever it is, it ain't decent human beings that are doing this. No. Because even if they were well-meaning Christians, they're going to 
ask, or you know, yeah, they're not I mean, gonna. Uh, yes, I I have found that uh, most decent people aren't awake at two in the morning. No, no. To, well, essentially shanty towns and I got our children. I, I, I hate to say it, but I got a really weird Frankenstein sort of vibe. You know, like, why would anybody want people from the... I, well, I mean, I think it's best if we, we don't follow that line of imagination and we um, maybe just uh, try to focus on, on what we do know. We can, we can call the police and then maybe... Uh, I don't. Maybe we could go to the to the estates town. I just, I, I'm sure they would call the police on us as soon as we showed up. Yeah, now they'd probably have big old dogs and stuff. Besides, I don't think any of them would be involved. Why would they? Why? Why would, would they? They have kids of their own that they're going to give their money to. They're not going to give it to. Yes, but they did. They, they maybe won't do anything nefarious to their own children. Let's hope that they're not freaks that yes. prey on children. Jesus Christ. Well, let's walk back and tell others at least. Well, let's, let's see if we can get a, use the phone. I don't know. Do you have a dime? Uh, <laughs> that's a funny joke, Thomas. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Like, there's a small phone outside, and when you ask her, she tries to rush you away and gives you two dimes to call. Right. So we call the authorities in... Crawley, I guess that's the closest place. Mm-hmm. Um, some guy answers like, "Hello, I'm." Seems to be waking up, Sergeant Sergeant McCool. Anything I can do for you? Oh, yes, Sergeant McCool. Um, this is uh, Frumpet the Bean, and uh, I've noticed that some children have been going missing at uh, uh, the the people at the local Hooverville have been telling us that their children are going missing. Could you by chance go and visit them and, and see what's up? Um, I'm, I'm, he seems worried for a second. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't investigate. If you, I can't talk on the phone about, if you want to talk, come, I'll be here in the next hour. And then the phone goes dead. What the fuck? What happened? I mean, other than you, you wear that, uh, you wear that costume like a glove, Thomas. When you just are hot. I had ass. to, I had to use some voice. Otherwise, they would say, you know, you're just a, a bum. Uh, there you also I, a bum. What, what did he say? He's like freaked out and hung up. Hmm. Like uh, he said that we would have to come down there and talk to him. But he didn't say it like, like we had to come down there and talk to him. He said it like, like he either knew something or he was covering something up or. Holy shit! Huh. It's very peculiar. Yeah. We should, we what if the police are involved in what the fuck's going on? Who knows? I mean, they can't be trusted. They hate us. Yes. Well, it. If the police are involved, then we will have to rely on ourselves to get the children back. So I, we should go tell the others what's going on. Right, right away. Yeah, let's march back. Holy yeah, crap. Back. Raman is still 
digging up the grave. You're pretty close to finish by this time. All right. So by the time we get back there, get back here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're not going to believe what's been going on. Uh, tell them, Carl. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's un well, it's a very peculiar story. And I, uh, I, I, I relate everything that's been happening to, to is it are you, Haram or Hiram? Hiram. And then, uh, Yes, it's uh, apparently they, and then we went to call the police and tell them, uh, and Thomas did a, a wonderful job acting, uh, to tell them that the children were missing. Apparently, it it, it seems as if they, um, their responses were very uh, peculiar and that they they almost seem, what were the, what, how did you put it, Thomas? Did you say um, they, they were covering something up? It possibly? felt like they were covering something up. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. That is odd. Like someone there knew what was going on. Well, it certainly didn't sound like the public servants that they're supposed to be and get down here right away to check out and make sure that children well, are missing. I mean, they're not going to be they're not going to be rushing down here right away to find it, but I'm a little this is definitely not it's definitely alarming. Well, um I think we need to take this uh, this merry little band into town and uh, see what we can find out from the police. Yeah, that's going to go swimmingly. Right. Unless, unless it's not just happening to us. You think it's happening in the town too? What if it is? I mean, what if that was the whole thing that he's like getting phone call after phone call after phone call, and we were just another phone call. I mean, it could have been like that. It felt I like he was just blowing me off, but. Well, you know what I think? I think we need to send a good set of representatives downtown, people that they could at least respect. I think the doctor should go in. I think, Carl, you're a professor. Um, you're, yeah. You know, that's well, respected. Um, you are a man of the law. Yeah, and I do believe Maureen should go just because it's her child. I mean, we got to pull yeah. up their heartstrings. Right. I'd ask you, Everett, but, you know, I understand that you're dealing with the loss of your wife recently. Oh, I don't think we knew about the loss of his wife. She died. She she passed? Oh, I'm sorry. oh no! I'm so. Oh God! Meanwhile, I've been rushing out the kids. Uh, I'm so sorry. Every I, time, my condolences. Thank you, and I'm yeah. I'm in, I'm in no shape to go into town. I need to take care of her personal affairs. Oh my God! Is so it, sorry. Is there anything we can do? Uh, just keep Agatha in your prayers. Thank you. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Well, and as we sort of walk away from Everett, I was like, if God was listening to our prayers, we wouldn't be in this situation, would we? As they yes. say, the Lord works in mysterious ways. So yeah. It's mysterious to me, that's for dang sure. I can see him giving us some hardships, but not the children. Yes. I have found that. Uh, the, those those sayings only really uh, are used when things become unbearable. Uh, yeah. Um, hopefully the children are okay. 
we should. I like your idea though that we need to sort of go in there together and say, look. Yeah, yeah, and I think that would be a good idea. We get the doctor, our professor, Algo, uh, Maureen, um, Everett will still be here. There's a couple of our people that can keep an eye on the camp. But we should send a delegation down there. Yes. The, take the uh, the shoe leather express. Yes. Oh yes. What little shoe level le- le- uh, layer is left? Though I have to admit, some of it's a bit of cardboard. Yeah. Well, it's a little chilly, so if we get a good brisk walk going, we should be there in what forty minutes. Mm-hmm. A couple of miles. Yeah. Well, make some of that coffee Ida gave us up before we go. Warm us up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She gave us some coffee. Oh, excellent, excellent. She was oh. nice. <laughs> she came. She came out of the front of that diner like she was going to shoo us off with a broomstick, and then we told them about the kids, and she was like, "Oh, jeez, just had us come around to the back door." And she said that that the, the car that there was a big old sedan that 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 drove by there about two in the morning. Hmm. Well, that that Why gives is- some credence to what Nancy was saying. Maybe these guys were like wearing a partial uh, mask or maybe a handkerchief over the face so they couldn't be seen. Hmm, Some sort of balaclava. You know, Carl, something you said earlier suddenly changed. I kind of changed my mind. It was a big old fancy car. Big old fancy cars are are owned by big old fancy rich people who live in big old fancy estates. And who wear fancy shoes. And who wear fancy shoes. What if there's some freak living up there that's found himself a... Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to say it like that out loud. But, uh, I mean, I mean, as I said, it, we're already would, thinking it. Why would you go... I, 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 was, I brought this up earlier, but why would you go to a, why would you go to a shanty town? Because, because no one's going miss. to... Yeah, no one will miss... And none of us have the money they, to push they this. They probably also know that that if we go to the police, the police are going to favor them over us. So, I mean, why would somebody take a sick kid? Oh, you don't want to know, Maureen. Being a lawyer, I hear what goes on in the courts. You really don't want to know. And the doctor can confirm there's some horrible things that happen. I would just assume that perverts don't want to get sick, but I, I don't. Maybe they're not thinking like that. Yes, unfortunately, Maureen, we 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 love you, and and we love your children, and we don't want anything to happen to them. But we cannot say the same for the rest of the world. Uh, if if we could, we wouldn't all be here in this this little shanty town. Professor, didn't you say you used to live up in that direction? I I had a colleague that did. Um, we could we could possibly go and um. That could be a starting point if we wanted to head that direction rather than the police department. Well, I was, I, I hate to speculate like this in front of all of you because, you know, the very thought of anybody harming a child is the most disgusting thing I can think of. But there are people who want to do weird experiments on people. Uh, I don't know that, but do weird things. And we're immoral, expendable. And we're not expendable, but they think we're expendable. Mm -hmm. Yes, unfortunately, they do think we're expendable. Let's let's try the police and just demand. 
Police All first, right. and then maybe off to the estates. You know what? If the police don't listen to us here, we'll call we'll call Arkham or Boston, and we'll get the state police involved in this. They can't be corrupt. They must be good guys. Hoping Town police, maybe, but state police are upright members of the law. I hope. <laughs> uh, there's hoping, yes. Uh, well, let's go find out. Doc, you want to come with us? You're, you being uh, a doc, give us some weight. He's still in his uh, doctor in the doctor's office. Uh, so what he's doing right now is he's digging into the body to see what he can find after you left. I thought the body was buried. We're still oh. burying it. Oh. Well, I figured this is what you were doing while they were taking the walk. Yeah. So uh, while you were doing this, um, the skin. Wherever you touch the skin, it seems to crumble and where the difference ever holding the body together, just not holding it anymore. Um, you, you think you see something white wriggling for a second. Give me a death check to try and get to it. It seems to like wriggle away as you see it for a second. Ought nine, so extreme oh, belief. Nice. Um, Good roll tonight. Um, yes, you managed to catch it. It's wet, and, and you pick it up, and it looks like a maybe three, four, five-inch version of the small thing you saw before. And the mouth seems more pointy, and it's like wiggling, and as you're holding it, things just like drop from your hand and start wiggling on the floor. You know what? He's going to stomp on it this time. <laughs> you stomp it, you hear like a squishing sound, and then... When you pick up your foot, it's not there. Give me a sanity check. What? What? No sign of it. I failed. 44. 1d6. It was there a second ago, and it just... Gets the red mist and kills everybody, and then... Six. (laughs) Um, Six. So, yeah, there is a chance I go insane. Let's see what happens. Uh, I roll under power, right? Oh, no, intelligence. Intelligence, yeah. Oh, God, I have to roll above intelligence. For some reason, I'm stupid, and I got a 91, so I don't go and... You don't go insane. No, it 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 probably wasn't there, right? It's fine. It wasn't there. You kind of talk yourself into not thinking too much about what just happened. But you definitely saw it, and, and it just disappeared. Hallucinations will be added to the synopsis of the worm. At least that's what I'm going to say. And, you know, we teleport to, or fast forward yeah, to now. All right, yeah, I can definitely join you guys on your party. Let me just uh, pack up one, uh, two things. <laughs> Not a problem, Doc. Uh, he'll grab one thing, which I'll keep a secret, and the other one will be a foot, basically a 
Uh, you guys have seen this a bunch of times. It's basically a photograph of him and his wife in a very nice sellable item, but you respect them so much that you haven't stolen it yet. All right. Speculum? We don't want your speculum. Special. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. I'm, I'm ready whenever you are. So what, what time in the morning is it at this point? Um, it's probably about, you all woke up around 6 and 7, but it's probably around 9 now. So is it warming up uh, at all a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's warming up a bit. It's, the sun's coming up. Um, Everett, are you doing the same while they're, everyone else is going to the station, right? Uh, no, I'm going to stay in camp. I'm writing yeah. letter, I'm collecting her personal items. I'm writing letters to her family. You're also there in case the kids come back. I'm there in case the kids come back. Yep. So that's right. You're working on the letters. Sure. Not not that big a family that you actually feel like keep in touch with, but there's a few sisters you know, and her parents are still alive, obviously. Um, the rest of you walk towards Crawley. It takes about 45 minutes. Um, the police station is not far from the side of Crawley where your uh, place is. Um, it's the only police station you know. There's only one. It's a freestanding, like, gray stone building about two stories high. Um, the door is open, but it doesn't, you don't hear too much commotion from inside. Are you all walking in, or is someone specifically going? You're just going to... What's yes. your... Mm-hmm. I think we'll all walk in, but I'm... Yeah. Yeah. I don't carry much weight. The others carry more weight mm-hmm. than I do. Especially Dr. Dr. Phillips. Yeah. I guess I'll go first. Um, I'll let go, Carl go next, then I will, and then Thomas. And then, of course, Maureen, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure, allow Maureen to go in, and then I'll go in. Great. So you're all, you're all your clothes are all kind of gray with the dust, and people can see, of course, where you're coming from. Um, as you come in, this large, overweight guy um, is by the desk, it's a police officer. And there's another one you see inside who seems to be snoring at his desk. Um, this guy, when he sees you, his eyes go wide open. He's like, um, he looks at the other side of the guy sleeping. Uh, let, let, let's talk outside. Uh, don't want you to stink out the place. But please, please. And he says, tries to shoot you up, but he's getting up to walk out with you. Sir, I have a medical degree and have saved thousands, at least hundreds of people. I think I have the right to stand here, and so does my lawyer friend and the other one. I can't remember what you do. Professor. Uh, yes, I, Professor. I, 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 professor. Now I'm currently just just a concerned citizen. Um, why you seem to be there, like, looking back every second as you're talking, and he uh, like, hits think- you. I can't. I can't. Talk next to him. I don't want to wake him up. Get, get out. All right. Open. After I, you, officer. After we op- I open the door. We get. We step out. Yeah. I'll and step then out. Closing the door behind him. Mm-hmm. What the hell do you guys want? What's going on? Missing children. My you? my my daughter and and another another boy from our camp. They. They they were they were taken in the night. They're they're missing. 
Uh, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm really so sorry to hear that. I, I'm, look, I, I, I can't, I can't really. Can I do I a psychology roll on this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I got a twenty-two out of forty. So yeah, um, um he's he's definitely scared of something. Um, you see how he's like he's holding back something and he's right. kind of trying to say it, but he just stops himself. I, I, I'm look, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't. Uh, is this uh, uh, is this... Excuse me, officer, but did, we're talking about our fucking kids. What the fuck's going on? Uh, give me intimidates. Alright. I'll punch him in the fucking face. <laughs> I got a, a 20 out of 50. Oh, nice. Look, fuck, I, oh, fuck, I can't... I'm under orders not to investigate anything to do with the shantytown place. Look, I'm sorry. Who's orders? orders? There are missing children, officer. I want my prodigy back, officer. If uh, Good boy, if you can't help us, I'll call the state police. Look, for, um, the people up are being. I think they're being paid. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. We've never had a report until now, but look, fuck. Why has there been more missing well, children? No. About two months ago, we got an order to not not investigate anything to do with with the camp. Um, from whom? Talk normally. My, speak perfectly. My, the captain said not to, to do anything. To do look, I'm just. I don't know for certain, but I. I well, saw. I think we Mr. need to talk to the captain. And I turned around and start walking towards the front door. No. Please, please. Okay, look. I, I saw him. I saw. I'm talking to. Vasco Malloy, he comes in about every two weeks. You know, what? The, the nicest people, you know, the, the people. Who's Vasco? Not many people here still have money. The guy who touches and he turns to gold. He, I mean, he's one of them. He, he's here every two weeks. I don't know. The fuck does he okay. have to do with any of this? Not you know this man. Yes, I know this man. This is the man that I told you about. He was my prodigy. He took over my fucking company and threw me this out. And he's. What is going on here? This isn't what... Mm. Officer, did you join the police force to become a lackey and to to follow orders you know are wrong? Or did you, no, did you join I, to be a good citizen and to help your fellow man? That's what is going on. And he looks back at the door to see if there's any movement. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, just... If I do anything to help you, I'm going to... Oh. Get okay. kicked out, end up where you are, and trying to help. Look, I, one, one more question then. When is Roscoe supposed to be back next? I don't look. It's not. I don't. I just seen him here. Okay. It, I, I know where. There's that hotel down in Mayburg. Hotel. You know, it, he owns it now, and I, I know he's. Well, the, the captain said he went there a few days ago, and I, I think he. He stays there or something. I, look, I really, I don't know. I'm trying to help. I, I just, I, I, no offense. I, don't, I just don't want to end up where you guys are at the moment, okay? And, and, and if I do anything, I'm not going to, if I write this in, if I tell anyone about this, they're going to come for you, okay? I, I don't know what's going on. All right, we get it. You're, you're not involved, but 
There's definitely a cover-up. We aren't stopping. The name of the hotel. Uh, I gotta find my daughter. And, and I can go. I just please don't, 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 don't mention my my name, please. Well, I'm gonna mention your name. You never you told your us your name. It's on his badge. It's like, oh, yeah, officer, officer, dickhead. All turns red. Dixon, officer Dixon among toy, I guess. Um. Thomas, would you, Thomas? Do you know of any hotel that Roscoe owns? Didn't own any fucking hotel. Not, not when I knew it. I mean, well, there's only so many hotels in this small little burg, anyway. Mm. But, but I guess yeah. I, wish I, I wish I had a gun. God, I wish. Officer, I had a gun. officer, we will leave you be. Just tell us, please, what is the name of the hotel? Um. Look, I'm not sure. So, um, any fancy thing we We'll we'll find it. We'll find it. We'll uh, just we go to every fucking there. hotel and see who's yeah, registered there. To, I'm sorry, I don't have money to go in hotels. You know, it's just no. Yes, and we only want it's a sweet story one. It's red bricks. You know, you uh, you have seen it. Red brick. Yeah. Red okay. brick. Fine. We don't want to get you in trouble. Fine. I'm, I'm sorry. Really. If, if I could help, I, I would help him. I'm, 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 I'm walking uh, away. You're a call from inside. Like, Edmund, what, where are you? Like, fuck up. I, I gotta get out. Okay, just get out. If they see you, they're... they're Go. Look, just get, get the fuck out. Yeah. And he opens our behind him and slams it behind him. I don't know whether that was helpful or extremely unhelpful. But at least we have something. Yeah, what's fine... If this guy is supposedly in town, let's head towards this hotel. It would would having been from Crawley, would we know the hotel? With the, um, you know the streets. Okay. Even it's not you don't know a specific place, but you none of you probably needed the hotel in Crawley ever. But you but you know you know the streets he's talking about. You've been there. Okay, let's head down there. Yes, I think Just, we need to pick someone up before that. I don't feel comfortable going alone or I think we need as much manpower as possible. So to speak. Well, we got one, two, three, four men and a fine lady with us. Who else? Yeah, could we if we get too many people, that's going to cause a lot of concern as well. I don't know. I guess when I was a kid, we I used to roll with five others. So this um this might have something to do with me. What? Well, How? I think so. Would you care to elaborate? I think that Roscoe has had it out for me. Since I trusted him, since I I I I trained that little fucker, I uh, I told him the secrets of my business, you know, and uh, when the stock market crashed and I was in financial difficulty, he used it to his advantage to take over my company and and oust me, 
and he, he acts now like I don't even exist. But I've wondered if he has, it, it was like, it was like my luck, my luck had changed. And everywhere I went, ev everyone was poisoned against me. And now if that little fucker is saying, don't fuck with the, the shanty town, maybe it's because he knows that I'm there and he's just trying to, some sadistic fucking over of me for no apparent reason. I, I, I can't imagine that. I mean, but do, you, but do you think he's the type of man that would steal children? Makes no sense. I, I could see but, him harming you personally, but not taking someone else's kid. I don't know, but when he said that name, oh my God, that guy's been the bane of my existence ever since the stock market crashed. And here it is again, that name, that fucking Roscoe. Roscoe Just Malloy. be a coincidence. <sighs> the wildest coincidence in the world. Well, we can still check it out. Let's head over there. Maybe the vehicle's still there. If it's a fancy sedan, then we have a fairly good idea. Yes, I'll kill a fucker. I I'll kill him if I, if I get a hold of him. Whoa, whoa, let's let's, let's whoa, get whoa. the kids first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's take care of getting the kids two. safe first. Then we can worry about the legalities. And I would prefer if you didn't murder anyone. I don't want to see you at the end of a cop's barrel. Yeah. Maybe more like to shoot over. first. Apparently, even if we do anything wrong, the police won't have anything to do with us. So I wonder, maybe that gives us a free ticket to do whatever we want. Uh, I'll believe that when I see it. <laughs> well, you're a lawyer. You know that this kind of a guy has his fingers in everybody's pie. Oh, it could be that he's a, you know, he's, if he did what he did, did to you, then he has some other vices. Um, and we need to, you know, let's find out first. Let's go there, see if he's there, and confront him. Hopefully the children are there. Yeah, I mean, there's some ways. If it, if it turns out that, that I would like nothing better than to publish his picture in the newspaper. And Well, it sounds like to me he's been making sure to cover up his crimes. He's even had the cops not look into us. It just feels like he's fucking looking at me and watching me. Well, let's go and find out. Yes, let's go to the hotel. Remember, oh. our primary concern is the children. Any vendettas afterwards can be settled via however we can do it. Look, I consider you guys my closest friends. Um, we're all in this shithole together. I can trust you, I think, more than I've ever been able to trust any business partner or anyone else. And the fact is, I got a temper, so you might have to restrain me. Okay, and I will best. totally understand it if you do whatever you need to to restrain me if, if, I, if I lose it around this guy, because I'm warning you right now. But just taking consideration the children. I can feel my 
my heart beating in my chest like a sledgehammer. I can feel the temperature in my head. I can hear the ringing in my ears. You know, this doesn't sound healthy. I think you should go back to the camp. <laughs> I ain't going to no, no, no uh, we're all, Listen, all right. I, I just, I, I need you, I need you, uh, I need you, I need you lucid, Thomas. I need you on the same page as everybody else. I'll do what I can. I'm just telling you because I'm telling you as a friend. I am, uh. And we appreciate that, Thomas. But uh, uh, let's get up back on mission. Let's start heading to that hotel. Find out what's up. Hopefully the children are okay. They're there. Nothing else has happened. Now, hallelujah. Let's find out. Turns out it was just an adoption. (laughs) Not funny. Yeah, that isn't funny. There's a proper procedure legally of going through adoption. So let's head out. Yes, let's. While you're walking to there, um, Everett, while you're writing the letters, you're kind of finishing the last fifth one you need to send to the farthest sister that lives in New York. You hear this wailing yell, and you recognize it as Nancy. Is it coming? Am I inside the doctor's you're office? Or? Yeah. It might tell. Yeah, in whatever office you want. But you, it's not a very small camp. It's a very small camp, so you hear it wherever you are. Okay, then I'll, I'll, I'll step outside wherever I'm at and, you know, try to figure out where the scream is coming from. You see right out the tent from where Nancy's bed is, she's yelling and she's like hitting, as if she's like trying to hit, get stuff off her and she's yelling um, and she's crying while she's doing it and she doesn't seem to notice you at the moment. She's trying to, she's like hitting herself, just frantically doing that. Nancy, are, are you okay? What's going on? I, 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 I felt something move. I felt something move. I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. Please. And she's like trying to like d- dig in her stomach and you suddenly you see her hand just like goes through her stomach like it's not there. And then she comes out, she stares at this white thing she's holding. Doesn't look like she's damaged or anything, just holding. She drops it and starts yelling. Um, give me a sanity check. That's a, a failure. A failure. Okay, take 1d6. That's four. Four, okay. So she drops, does she pull out like a worm? Like the. It the, looks like one of those white worm things, and it's it's big. It's like this size. I'm sorry. How big was it? About this size, like my head. It's pretty big. It shouldn't fit there. Like it, it it doesn't really make sense how it was there. And also, it looked. You saw her arm go into her stomach and come out as if it wasn't there. Okay, I want to rush rush over there and, and try to find the that parasite thing. Um, the worm thing is, it seems like it's almost trying to burrow underground. Um, give me a, are you trying to catch it or what are you trying to do? Or like a, a box or a bucket or something I can just put on top of it? Yeah, there's a lot I guess of... I, would, yeah. I guess I won't stop it if it's, if it's digging. There's a lot of random craps that's... Yeah, I guess I'll do that. So give me a dex roll, try and catch it before it disappears. 
That is a uh, success. Okay, so you manage to like, scoop the, like, some crate and you scoop it up. Um, it falls into the crate and it's wriggling at the bottom. And as you look at it now that it's close, you can see it has like these sharp teeth on the mouth that are like in circles all the way in. And so it looks just like the one that was in my wife's? Yeah, just bigger. But bigger. Oh, good Lord. Okay, I'll try to I'll put a lid on this thing, try to keep it in the box, whatever, so it doesn't escape. Nancy, like, crumpled on the floor next to you. She's just wailing. Um, I'll check her, I guess, it's a woman. Uh, I'll check her body in a gentlemanly fashion. <laughs> See, uh, Eddie, kind of, she has, like, kind of the similar wounds that my wife was, uh, my wife had. Similar she she, her, her face seems more hollow and more cracked than it was the day before. Mm -hmm. um, she's, where she took this thing out, it doesn't look like she was specifically injured, doesn't look like it came out and she's like crying. It, it was inside, I felt, I felt it moving inside. I, I don't know, what's, oh please, I, I can't. And she's like crying. Okay, okay, well Nancy, you gotta, please calm down. There's nothing I can do now. The doctor, he went into town, he'll be back soon. I mean, do you want me to carry you into the doctor's, the doctor's shed, or? No, 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 no. You want to stay here? I'll stay here. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, you need any water or anything? Any food? Yeah, yeah. What, what? I'd like, I'd like water. Yeah. Thank, okay, I'll, thank I'll, you. I'll, I'll grab her some water and bring it back. Start calming her down. You can still hear the rippling inside the box um, for a few minutes. Yeah, I'll try to calm um, her down while also keeping an eye on the the box. Yeah. It doesn't seem to open. It's not like it's digging out of the box. Okay. Um, you hear some scratching movements inside. Okay. Then uh, after a few minutes, it stops. Okay. I'll take, take, take a peek inside. Um, you look inside the, the box and the thing is just like curled up and it's almost steaming. It's like slight smoke coming out of it. Is it like, is it like withering away? Yeah, it seems to be, as you look at it, it seems to be shrinking slightly. Hmm. I'll just want to, I just want to watch, see what, see what happens. Does it just smoke and wither away until it disappears? Yeah, it takes about 15 minutes, but by then it's like a tiny white stuff and then it kind of just shriveled away. Okay. And nothing is left. Nothing's left. Okay. All right, well, then I'll turn my attention back to Nancy. Do you need to be calming down after? About 15 minutes. Okay. I, oh, thank you. I, I, think, I think I need to lie down. I, uh, I, I don't feel it. I'll be fine. Okay, well, go lie down, and if you need anything, you can call me. I'll, I'll be right, right nearby, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm grateful, really. And he stumbled away to bed. Um, meanwhile, in the group in Crawley, um, you reach the road, it's very, you know you've got the place, there's only one building that's more than one story tall. Um, as you get close, you see there's this sign, it's, it's pretty, I mean, it's not in good shape. Um, it says the Grand Crawley Hotel, um, but the paint is peeling off and it doesn't seem like it's been taken care of for at least five or 10 years. Um, as you're walking, and getting to it, a small parking spot next to it, like 
a few parking spots where a house should be. Um, give me spot hidden audio. And Ram, actually, you can give me with a bonus die. It's a oh, bonus uh, die? Hard success. Uh, only for, yeah. Hard success, okay. Regular success. Fail. Hard, hard success. Okay. Um, those that have regular success, you notice a black sedan parked by the hotel. Um, Haram, you also notice a gray Ford just getting out of the parking lot. But when you look inside, you see the face of Casper Brink sitting in the car and as he drives off. It looks like he came out of that parking lot. Now what's Brink? What is Casper Brink doing there? Who's that? It's the other lawyer that's in town. He was my competition. Um, I had a run of bad luck and he was basically able to pick up almost all my clients. He's the one that bought my estate. You know, Thomas, I bet my law, this guy is now the lawyer to your friend. It, it sounds like this fucker did the same thing to you that Roscoe did to me. Right. And now they're both involved with this. That, that can't, this, I don't like this. This this isn't this is this is adding up too well. Oh, yeah. Very oh, yeah. Is this I some mean, sort of sick rich person's fuck fest or something? Oh God, I can't I can't hear this. I can't. Yeah. Oh, what's you what's, got us? Right, let's get off of this. All right. What's children first? All right. Let's stay on target. Now you know we'll deal with the other issues later. I mean. Now. You gotta find out whose car that black sedan is. Yeah, well, let's find oh, out. But Jesus Christ, I didn't even see the black sedan. There it is. Yeah. Carl walks towards the black sedan. Um, are you like checking into into the car? Um, yeah, I'm going to look in the windows and check. Is the door unlocked? Yeah, the door is unlocked. Um, there doesn't seem to be any items inside. But you do notice that the ground is the, the floor of the car is full of dust. Like from like from the shanty town. <clears throat> yeah, it, it lines up. We think it might be. This is uh, the car that took. This is the car that was at shanty town. This is it, definitely. I, I I holler back at the others. We're we're on the right track. We should wait and see who gets in this car. Uh, well, Maureen. Didn't you say that you had, um, um, if I remember correctly, you were having a hard time getting your daughter to wear these new shoes, right? Uh, yeah. Well, step away, guys. Let her take a look around. It, it just recently snowed. If there was a little girl in this car, if they took her out, if she was walking, her footprints would be in the snow. I, I think it is unlikely the children are here. They can carry kids. I'm I'm going in. Yeah. All right. What what was your plan? Uh, I don't recommend that plan. My plan is to thrash someone if I can. <laughs> How is that going to get the kids back? Yeah. 
We'll find out where your fucking kids are. Hold it here. Well, why don't we go into the lobby and, you know, the guy that runs the hotel would know if someone took some kids up to the room. I just want Roscoe will know what the fuck's going on, and I'll find out from Roscoe. Uh, the problem is, like you said, he has his he has his hands in way too many pockets. You mess with him, you could get us all killed, hurt, maimed. Maybe we'll never get out of the gutter. Yeah, well, let's find out from the the um, the manager, the assistant manager, if some kids came in with the sedan. Yeah, yes. After you hear them. Yes, I open the door and I let the, the others get in. As you open the door, you see this big guy in a suit uh, standing there. Looks at you. What the hell do you want? We're not open. You oh, are a rather large fellow, aren't you? I am, so. Yes, are you the manager here? No. That'll be Mr. Malloy. I'm just working here. Where is uh, Mr. Malloy? Oh, all right. All right. I'm to, out of curiosity here, were some children checked in last night here? Children, no fucking way. No, no one checks in here. This place is closed for business. Where is now, Roscoe? The sir is busy and doesn't have time for people like you. Yes, sir. Is he upstairs? Busy. Wow. Get, get out before I call. I'll call the police. And he ha- like puts his hand to the side. You see he has a pistol in a holster. Don't want none of you getting into this building, okay? Ah, okay. Okay. Get, get out. Step back. Don't, no funny business, okay? Everybody, come. Let, let, come. There's no need for violence. Red is going to... Yeah, red, red is I put my hand on... Uh, what's your character's name? Tom. Tom. Oh, my God. It's actually your name. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, no. Not his name. What's his character's name? Thomas! <laughs> I, uh, Tom, you, you can tell that I am like ready to fucking leap on this guy. Thomas, how about this? I promise a gift to you in the future. <laughs> Get the fuck off of me. I turn around and walk out. I, I follow after the others. He's in that fucking building. And I've got half a mind to set the fucking place on fire. Ah. Well, let, let, let's save plans for arson for later. Um, I do have an idea, though. Me too. How do you, how do you feel about stealing a car, <laughs> Thomas? Well, I was going to just go jam my knife into the, the no, tires of his fucking car. No, because then the police will... Uh... Where would we put it? Yeah, that's... that's you want to give you, them... We could maybe... Guys, that's Grand Theft Auto. We're already behind the eight ball. I do jam a knife into the guy's fucking tire. And then I'm walking back. I'm walking back to the shanty town. <laughs> I was thinking maybe we could, um, but ne- yes, never mind. Uh, Thomas, you're 
cutting the tire and giving me a spot head in the check. Oh, five. Oh, five. Jesus Christ. Um, you what see, getting great roles. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. You're, you see this maybe 40 year old guy, hairs oiled and trimmed in a suit, um, like a butler's kind of suit, and he comes out some kind of back door. You see him coming out the back of the building with his uh-huh. tray of food that's been eaten, and he throws it into like a garbage. Uh, container right behind the building and takes out a smoke. I just, I motion for the other ones, I go like that. Uh, are you suggesting lunch or that we talk to the man? <laughs> talk to the guy. Why not both? Yes, Looks like okay. a butler. Um, okay. It's better with butlers. I never had one. Um, my dear man, here. And um, to the guy that says this. He holds his smoke and he's sort on the ground. He sees all five of you coming here. Hey, I, I don't no, want no, no trouble. No, 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 there isn't going to be any trouble here. I was just wondering here, you work for the gentleman that owns a hotel here, right? Yes, sir. I'm, I'm in charge of the cleaning and, you know, and food and all that. No. I'm not, no one fancy, okay? I don't have money. Just no, 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 I'm not asking for any Did you, um, did he, the man have a couple children with him? He, like, hold himself back for a second. Um, why are you asking that? Children? Our friend's children were abducted, and we were just, um, looking and, uh, Unfortunately, people have pointed us in the direction of this building. Look, I, 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 I haven't seen any children. Okay, he's still like holding his hands up a bit as if he's like worried you're going to okay. jump in his head. What about anything suspicious in general? Um, give me a persuade roll. Now, do uh, you want me to do that, or you? Uh, I can give it a shot. Uh, you are right. probably better at it, Lur. I will. I'll try to do it. Um, geez, now I got your roles, dang it, Thomas. Oh, four on my persuade. So that's a oh, strong. Nice. Nice. Yeah, look, look, I'm sorry. I, he came in sometime during the night. He's, he, he told me not to disturb him for anything but food. He seems he seemed edgy, okay? I mean, he has he had two of his guards standing by his door, okay? Now, who? Who? Malloy, he's my boss. He runs this district. Um, he's, he's up in the suites. Um, but all, lo- this Aloy, whole building uh, just for him. Well, it used, I, I mean, it used to be a hotel. I worked here before I came. But he kind of made it into his own private kingdom, you know. A rather well, large not, man in the front of the building uh, told us that the, the hotel is closed. Um, so he, you work here strictly for just Roscoe. At the moment, yeah, there isn't there isn't much, you know. It's very peculiar. Much need for hotels. Um, oh, can you tell us at least um, why Brink was here? Um, I the don't lawyer. know. Oh, his lawyer. Yeah, uh, he was meeting with. He was meeting with you know my boss. 
I, I don't know about what, but I, this, he holds a tray. This is, I mean, this was for them they were eating before. Um, look, I, I'm sorry, I have to get back to work. And do, do you want some, some food or something? Look, I'm sorry, I, yes. I, I can't anymore. Yes, we'll take food. Uh, okay, oh, he like seems to regret at this moment. He said, "Yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll be right back." And he opens. You see, he walks back with some back door, and as he opens up, you see um, what looks like some kitchen inside. Um, and as the door swings back and forth, as he closes it behind him, um, I think we'll end there tonight. <laughs> okay. I like that. Yeah. God, that was intense. Yeah. Our our players included John Dos Passos, Patrick O'Brien, Brian Ridge, Theodore Martinez, Oren Mayer, and myself with Nimrod Slor Fetterman as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up a private game and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows, free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The cost of all of the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. We have a new patron, Dakota Davis, who is also one of our players, has pledged $15 a month, holy smoke. Thank you so much, Dakota. If you would also like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good game. Darling, I hope that my dream never haunted you. My heart is telling you how much I wanted you. Gloomy sun.